He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sheets, and as the garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by the new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. The word of the Lord.
Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer. 
the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being is him with light, and the light was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightened everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me raised ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Love 
to the active choice of being sacramentally bonded to God's love. The prologue to John tells us why we might want to do that. Do you hear John telling us that Jesus has been in existence since the very beginning of time? That as part of the Creator, He was the vehicle through which all things came into being? That He is actually God and not some divine sidekick? That Jesus is the light by which we see, a light which cannot be overcome by any darkness? Do you hear that God's coming to us as the person of Jesus in the flesh was such a huge event in human history that John the Baptist came first to tell us to pay attention to this God joining in humanity? Do you hear that when Jesus came, he was rejected by some, went unnoticed by others, and by some he was embraced. Do you hear that we still get to choose which one we do every day? And when we choose Christ, we choose divine birth for ourselves. Do you hear that Christ takes us from needing rules and laws to keep us from hurting each other to being so full of grace that we deeply desire only good for one another and for ourselves. Do you hear that at one time God was too far from us? And so Jesus came and bridged the gap and made God's heart known to us and our hearts more deeply known to God. And do you hear that while our language is limited in its ability to speak adequately of God, this poetry shows us that the words and names we do use, God, Word, Light, Truth, Life, Son, Jesus Christ, they are interchangeable, and all of them represent the fullness of love. Do you hear that? What else do you And what difference does it make in your life? In baptism, we affirm that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, meaning we invite Jesus to illuminate and direct our hearts so that in his light, his light can save us from the darkness that does happen in and around us. We put our whole trust in his grace and love. What a leap of faith that is, really. It makes no sense in terms of what the world tells us about where to put our trust. And it is easier to live life by relying on the things that we can see and touch. Relying on money, prestige, good grades, good jobs, cars and houses, and all the things that we wrapped up and gave one another for Christmas. It is easier to leave our spiritual well-being to chance while we focus on material things and needs, easier than it is to choose to put our spiritual selves first, which Christians do by putting our whole trust in Christ. Now, in 21st century New England, 
putting our full trust in Jesus Christ, in his grace and love, and accepting him as our Lord and Savior doesn't feel that simple, does it? Too often, public affirmations of accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior go hand in hand with abusive systems of judgmental Christianity, which seems to have drifted from a gospel of love, a gospel of radical love, to a gospel of condemnation of the other. Now, rather than letting people wonder if we are that kind of Christian, we pull back and we keep our faith on the sidelines of our lives where it won't offend anyone. But I want to propose that putting our whole trust in Jesus' grace and love and inviting him to guide us transcends human fallibility and all the abuses that have happened in institutional religion. It brings us to a higher place where we can reclaim Christianity as a force of healing love in this world. Putting our trust in Christ redefines our lives as lives in which love is chosen, trust is chosen. We are willing to take a chance not by letting life happen to us, but by throwing our hat into the unlikely and extraordinary story in which God's word, God's light, God's love is the first and always And when we take that chance, our lives funnel love into this world. Our lives become vehicles of the kind of light that darkness cannot overcome. So, in a little while, when we baptize Alex and Adriana, I invite everyone here to take a chance to reinvest your own trust in this Christ who we gather to worship. I invite you when you come up for communion to touch the waters of baptism and let yourself be blessed by a light that can't be overcome by darkness. I invite you to come forward and take Christ into your lives anew, not just with your words, but with your body. Let us together choose to take a chance on Jesus. We choose to trust that in the beginning was the Word, the big, intimate, loving expression of God, who is light, who came to us, who was born of Mary, who was named Jesus. We choose to begin all of our beginnings by opening the doors of our hearts to Jesus. We start our day Basking in this choice we have made. We start our new year refocusing on it. We start each breath trusting in it. Because if it's true, if in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, if all things came into being through Him, and if what has come into being in Him is life, and the light is the light of all people. If he is grace upon grace and love upon love and is asking to share those things with us as our Lord, that is worth every ounce of our trust. Because God knows, as we begin this new year, we could use some light. 
life, some grace, and some divine incarnate Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? Do you put your full trust in his grace and love? Promise to follow and obey him as your Lord. Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support these persons in their life in Christ? Let us join with those who are committing themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father?
your grace and truth. Adrian Mary, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Adrian Mary, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism, and marked as Christ's own.
stand as you are able. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you have bestowed upon these your servants the forgiveness of sin and have raised them to the new life of grace. Sustain them, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give them an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Please join me in welcoming the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal priesthood. Last few months, and we got word this week that she died last week. 
uh, Nancy's uh, service institution here as the 12th rector of Trinity Church. And during that service, Peg Mallet and uh, myself and my wife Debbie took some pictures and we've assembled those into a seven minute video that's uh, playing in the library uh, at Coffee Hour. We'll, we'll have it on uh, this weekend and next week. So if you stop by the library, you can take a look at that. Thank you. Just a very few announcements. Uh, this Saturday is Easter Eve Epiphany, and we will be here with our wonderful lessons and carol service at 5 o'clock followed by a dinner at 6.30, and it's not too late to sign up for the dinner, but the sign-up sheet is out at the window. Please do, please do come and join us for that. I wanted to thank especially um, Deborah Collegio, who is with us today, playing the organ and managing our wonderful music. Uh, so thank you, Deborah, for being here with us. note about some confusion about uh, food donations. So during the holiday seasons and all of the festivities, I would ask that we not have all of the food kind of heaped up in the back of the church because, you know, company was coming and we had it really done. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of liking it, looking a a little more straight back there. So here's the deal. Bring, don't stop bringing food. Bring food on Sundays. We'll have a basket there, but during the week, it's all going to be stored in that closet outside the chapel, that sort of open closet. There's a whole range of baskets there that can hold lots and lots and lots of food. So please don't stop bringing food, um, but just know that we're just trying to keep it out of the space there in the corner. Thank you. The office will be closed tomorrow for, uh, for New Year's Day. In the event of emergency, please do reach out to either me or Becky on our cell phones. And finally, the, um, there will be healing prayer here during the evening, as there always is, and sometimes I'm thinking now, so I didn't forget today. If you're visiting with us, we're especially glad you're here. Um, welcome to the newly baptized. 
him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray, you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrifice of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray.
Almighty God, who sent his Son to take our nature upon him, bless you in this holy season. Scatter the darkness of sin and brighten your heart with the light of his holiness. May God, who sent his angels to proclaim the glad news of the Savior's birth, fill you with joy and make you heralds of the gospel. May God, who in the word made flesh, join heaven to earth and earth to heaven, 